It's a looming nightmare for every parent of identical twin babies, getting them mixed up. What happens if you don't know who's who? What can you do to make sure that you or your family members never get them confused? Joining us today is our panel of twin parents who are here to talk about strategies for telling your identicals apart. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app. It's available for most smartphones. So before we get started, uh, let's go around in here in our studio and on the phone and introduce our panelists. Um, So let's see, on the phone, we have Mandy with us today. Uh, Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your family. Hi, um, I'm Mandy. We are out of St. Pete, Florida. My husband and I have been married for about five years now, and we have two-year-old twin girls, Zoe and Riley. Oh, all right. I love those names. (laughs) (laughs) And here in our studio, we have uh, Sunny. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny. I'm the owner of New Mommy Media, which produces Twin Talks, Parent Savers, Preggy Pals, and The Boob Group. Um, Our family, we have four children, and my oldest is four, and then my middle guy is two, and then I have identical twin girls, Ainsley and Adam who are eight months old. I'm Shelly. I'm the producer here at Twin Talks. I have identical twin boys, Grayson and Sawyer, who just turned two, um, and I'm expecting a singleton in August. Um, I wanted to let you guys know at home about our virtual panelist program. So if you can't make it into the studio or by phone, you can still participate in the conversation by using the hashtag TwinTalksVP on our Facebook or Twitter page. All right. And I'm your host, Christine Stewart Fitzgerald. Uh, my girls are almost five and um, they are very much identical. Everyone seems to get them confused. And I can say my parents got them confused for like their first year of life. And my dad still does. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I do have a singleton girl um, who is almost two. And even though she she looks like her sister, she could not be any more different personality wise. Yeah. So there's no getting her mixed up. <laughs> We have a special segment today called We're Expecting What? And this is where we share some of your funny stories of when you found out you're pregnant with twins and um, funny things that happened maybe shortly thereafter. And this comes from Rebecca. And Rebecca writes, At eight weeks, I found out that I was pregnant with twins. I was so excited. I brought the ultrasound pictures home to show my husband and kids. I told my kids that the twins are very tiny and they look like two little eggs. My daughter looked at me and said, Mommy, you're a chicken now. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for sending this in. If you guys have a funny story that you want to share about when you first found out you were pregnant with twins, please send it to us. You can send it to us through our website or call our voicemail at 619-866-4775. Well, today's topic is strategies for telling your identicals apart. Now, today we're chatting with our twin parent panelists about how to tell your twins apart and keep it that way. Well, thanks for joining us. Okay, when your twins were first born, could you actually tell them apart? No. (laughs) I didn't really try, though. I I think I I just got it in my head that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I think I was, you know, I had a C-section, so I was recovering. And I was more focused on my milk coming in. That was the only thing I could think of. (laughs) Milk, 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 milk. Like willing my body to make milk. (laughs) So I I just, you know, I knew that they were very similar in in weight. And when I kind of looked at them, they looked the same. And I just thought, you know, they're going to change so much Mm -hmm. in the first year of life that I, I just really didn't try in the beginning. So you knew the hospital was going to have, you know, put their little caps on and their, you know, wristbands uh-huh. and you're just like, hey, that that works for now. Yeah, I was more upset about, I had a, my perinatologist told me at one point that sometimes they do mix it up like the whole time, the whole time you're pregnant, you're like, okay, this is baby A and this is baby B when you go to your appointments. And I was told that sometimes they can mix it up when they're delivered. So your baby A is actually baby B or whatever. And I was more upset about that, <laughs> which is ridiculous, right? Because I hadn't, you know, right. it's just in your head, you feel like, oh you're bonding with baby A and that comes out. So I was more concerned about that. Once they were out and they put the wristbands on them, like, you know, right after they were born, I was like, okay, they've labeled them. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't concerned about it. How about it. Mandy? How about for you? Um, see, I actually had the opposite thing of my girls were extremely easy to tell apart when they were first born because Riley, who was my twin B, um, was almost, she was growth restricted. So she was oh. almost two pounds smaller than Zoe wow. when, she, when they were born. Mm-hmm. So Zoe was obviously very, very much bigger than Riley. And it actually has taken them almost, um, it was finally their 18-month appointment that they were both equal in weight and height, finally. Wow. So they've always been easy to tell apart just by their sheer size difference. Okay, interesting. So you didn't have to, you didn't definitely didn't have to worry about it. It's like, okay, here's the smaller one, here's the bigger one. We got that figured out. <laughs> yeah. Now, however, um, they look virtually indistinguishable. They're they're very hard to tell apart now. What? So do you ha- do you find yourself having more trouble now? Um, I have I find myself having to. I have to be sure I see them face on most of the time to really to see their facial expressions because they do they have such different facial expressions and mannerisms now Mm -hmm. that they're older that once I see them they're obviously it's Zoe or Riley but just to see them from the back or at a quick glance it's very hard to tell at this point. Right. Oh, no, I hear you. We had a totally different experience than both of you because (laughs) um, Sunny knew she was going to have identical twins and not tell them apart. And then Mandy, I remember yours were so different. I thought I was having fraternal twins because I had diamniotic, dichorionic. um, So the odds of them being identical, I thought were small and and then they came out the exact same size. I mean, they were within a couple ounces of each other. Um, so here I am expecting fraternal twin boys and and then somebody shows up with two 
infants exactly the same size who look and then and then people didn't believe me they were like well what are the odds that they're identical anyway and I was like are you looking at the same children I'm looking at I mean these are remarkably similar um so it was you know I've always been really good at telling twins apart in general so like if you could give me both of my twins at the same exact time face on I can always tell them apart Mm -hmm. I mean I've never I never had to question but um in the middle of the night, from across the room, half asleep, my husband, etc. That was <laughs> those were challenges. So we left the hospital bracelets on as long as we could, and then and then we painted a toenail. Yeah. Now you know that's. I mean, I have to say my my experience is similar to Shelley's in that um, I was told. I remember at my first checkup, my OB told me that um, yep, there looks like they're fraternal because there's a really good separation in the sacs. So I like, okay, sounds good. So the whole time I'm expecting fraternal girls and, you know, then they're born and I thought, well, okay, you know, they, they look alike and they measured, you know, within ounces of each other and um, said, well, but yeah, they look alike. And so I joined local twins club and some of my friends there said, um, no, they're not fraternal. I said, really? Okay. You know, but I mean, come on, they can look like they're siblings. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. And so then um, I was convinced they were fraternal until we got the DNA test. And uh, I was, I guess, the last to know. <laughs> but it was inter- it's interesting because I find that, you know, the fact that I really, truly thought of them as being fraternal, I saw the, the differences. Um, and so, yeah, I noticed that, you know, one of them has a wider face and more rounder eyes and fuller lips than the other one. And I just keyed in on that from the very beginning because I thought, well, they're just fraternal and whatnot. And they did now the one, you know, cheat thing is that one of them had a um, little birthmark, the um, the little strawberry mark on her, you know, belly. So that was always sort of our go to thing if we were really, you know, confused. But mm-hmm. um <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I guess so. I guess I wasn't really worried about that either as much. So, yeah, I guess for Sunny, um, when you did you look for the facial features and you know the, um, birthmarks or you know and and Shelly too. What was it when you were looking at them, you know, that you were keying into for noticing these kind of subtle differences? Well. I I couldn't really tell them apart. I mean, I I was I was looking for anything. <laughs> I really just couldn't tell them apart. I I pretty much had a panic attack anytime I thought about taking off those hospital ID bracelets. Um, but at the same time, they were preemies. You know, they were born at thirty five weeks, um, but they were about five and a half pounds, both of them. So they weren't super small. Um, but anyways, um, I, I didn't want the harsh little bracelets on them for really long. Just they did just you know. Like it would hurt. Yeah. yeah. So um, I can't remember how old they were. Maybe uh, maybe after a, a couple weeks or something once we were home. Um, my mom and I had this grandiose idea, um, and it, it worked for a while, um, of taking off the hospital bracelets but then assigning each girl, like, a color, and we did ribbons on their, their – um, their wrists because I thought, well, that'd be softer and it's pretty and we tie a little bow or whatever. Um, and so that that kind of worked for us for a while um, until they got a, a little bit older and then the ribbons kind of, you know, kind of got a little gross and you have to change out the <laughs> ribbons. I'm like, well, maybe we should put like, maybe they should be elastic or maybe they should be this. And we're trying to do this whole ribbon thing. Um, and so in the meantime, I'm just trying to figure out, well, I wouldn't need the ribbons if I could just figure out what my kids look like. But I mean, it was a real, I mean, and I 
felt inferior because of it because I was like, I was asking other twin moms, I'm like, well, when did you, when were you able to tell your twins apart? Because I can't figure this out. My mom could tell my twins apart before I could. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, mm-hmm. so you felt a little bit guilty almost? I felt very guilty. Like, I mean, I didn't know I was pregnant with twins. You know, I had to have a doctor tell me that at 11 weeks. I feel like I should have had some mommy intuition about that. Then my kids come out. I can't tell them apart. My husband can't tell them apart. I had a moment where, you know, the bracelets, not the hospital bracelets, but the ribbons I had on them fell off. And I had two babies. And for two days, I didn't know who was who. Oh, my gosh. And the only reason I figured out it was who is because we had just had a, an appointment where they were weighed so I knew one and one had always been just a couple ounces different than the other weighed more even in utero and so um the only reason I could tell is that at the next appointment which was only a few days later you know she still weighed more and now now I can tell them apart <laughs> it's okay everything's fine now but like I, I don't know I, I just couldn't I was looking for any feature and nothing you know, I wonder, I mean, if the, is that kind of a common thread? I mean, as as a mom, I mean, I, you know, I think people probably just expect us to know, you know, it's the mommy, the instinct. And if we don't, I mean, it, do, you know, do you think, I mean, a lot of moms feeling like, oh my gosh, this is some form of inadequacy. I mean, I'm supposed to know this. I think probably we do get too much pressure from from other people. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Well, I, I I really didn't know. And I really thought something was wrong. I thought I should have that mommy intuition. I didn't. Ugh. I don't think it's really mommy intuition. I think some people are just good. I mean, more like better at recognizing the differences. I mean, like I've always been good at telling identical twins apart before I even had them. It's just like I stop and look and can recognize I'm really good with facial differences. And then there's some people who can't. Are you really good with those puzzles? Like what's different in this one? (laughs) I am am phenomenal at those kinds of puzzles. It's just, I think some people just have a talent for it. It's not a, it's not an intuition thing at all. I think it's just either you, you can or it's hard. But then as a mom, you feel bad because it's like, it's your child. How could you not know which child is which? I don't know. But then, you know, Christine's always talking about how her girls had different features Uh and mine really do not have different. I mean, I'm not kidding. They don't have no one's (laughs) lips are different. No one's noses are different there. I I try to explain to people like there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing different. No one has longer hair. No one's hair is curlier. They are absolutely identical. So you said you painted a toenail. Yeah. Even for boys, um, you painted yeah, a toenail. Yeah, one blue and one green. And we color-coded them. And that was more for family <laughs> than for us. Um, so, like I said, some people aren't good at telling twins apart, and especially people who don't see them often. So yeah. we put Grayson in green and Sawyer in blue um, whenever we were going to play dates or to see family because – I, I figured it was more fair so that other people could be able to tell who was who without having to ask me all the time. It's part of my, like, helping family understand that they're separate people with separate identities. Mm-hmm. So, and the people in my play group definitely thanked me. I, I think that they still can't tell them apart, lots of people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. I mean... <clears throat> Now, did you did you decide the color coding before they were born, or what, what point did you come up with that? Yeah, we did. Um like Grayson Green, they have the same. I was gonna say, sound. is it a G? Is it a G? <laughs> it made thing? it sound easier. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounds like I mean, and Mandy. So for the first eighteen months, you really didn't have to to worry about you know the, the color coding or bracelets or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, because it, it was you know for the first eighteen months, Riley was generally she was a full size or two smaller in clothing than Zoe. She was significantly smaller. And then she just hit a big growth spurt and caught up. Mm-hmm. But 
they both, they have very, very different mannerisms, facial expressions that even strangers now will, they notice that they behave so differently. Wow. And they react so differently to different things. Now, I was just thinking about um, some other ways of sort of, you know, marking or color coding, you know, the babies. And um, I think, Sunny, um, now you got your girl's ears pierced, right? Yeah. So when they were five months old, I think it was. And honestly, that was the best thing I had. ever. I was going to get their ears pierced anyways. Um, I my mom had my ears pierced when I was four months old. And so I've all I felt like I was born with my ears pierced. <laughs> and so I knew I was going to do that for the girls anyways. Um, and uh, but my mom actually suggested it when we did as a way like you guys were talking about a way for other people not just us but other people to be able to tell them apart best decision I ever made now my husband can look at our children with definity and know and call them by their name and I know that sounds silly but like he he really can't tell and this is someone honestly he's really trained for his job to be able to tell the difference between between stuff he just he just I don't know he just so what, do they have do no, they have different colored earrings? Yes. So um, same style. It's kind of like, you know, what we talk about doing with clothing sometimes. It's the same style. Um, so they both have flowers right now, but um, one has a blue flower and one has a pink flower. And so um, I don't know if we're going to always keep it like that. Like we're talking now to switch from rhinestones and pearls. So one will have pearls and one will have rhinestones. So, but it, it's been awesome. And now complete strangers can look at my kids and call them by their name, which they don't know I mean they're just now starting to kind of know their name but I, I don't I don't know if you guys run into this but I have some friends that have twins that are older and because I don't spend enough time with their children I can't tell their twins apart and as a result they get a lot of hey you and hi you yeah and I really wish that there was an easy way and so I feel like because I've experienced that personally I feel like this is my way of you know allowing other people to say with confidence that they know who my kids are Mm -hmm. I I think it does help a lot just to to help other people feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. you know around them as babies and sort of get them into that habit of treating them as as individuals and I think yeah these little cues can help train the adults really yeah it is <laughs> um you know now I've also heard there there's some families um in, you know if they're not doing earrings um but it's sort of the color code theme but they might do like caps you know the babies wear the little you know caps to keep their heads warm mm-hmm. and maybe they do like the different color or or instead of just baby a baby b but they do it with them like the embroidery with their initials on it yeah of course it doesn't work if you yeah. have if you take a- the hat a- off a- or, or, or if I say a and a oh yeah yeah for my girls it or your work. girls well they have different middle names the middle like, names yeah. yeah but or you could spell out you could spell out like the whole yeah. name on the cap but you know you, you really don't want kids names i mean when they're babies sure but um, for safety oh, reasons, safety. you don't want your kid's name on their shirt because then a stranger will call could call them by name and they would think it was somebody that they knew. I mean, because we thought, like, gosh, wouldn't that be easy if we could just label all their shirts? But um, someone pointed out, like, you don't want names on backpacks or T-shirts if they're going to be out in public. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us now because they they like to wear the same outfit. If somebody has something cool on, then they want to wear it too. <laughs> like they've got their favorite clothes. And I mean, sometimes it's fun to dress them the same. And so in those cases, I'm just like, look, they picked their outfits. Okay. Like don't, it's not my fault. You can't tell them apart. Yeah. But I think, I mean, for babies, I mean, we're talking about, you know, yeah. for the time being for babies, it's yeah. still kind of acute. And, you know, I think you're probably not taking your kids out 
too much in public. I mean, their probably exposure is more just the families. No, right? for, I mean little. You yeah, know, little kids for for newborns. Yeah. So, um, and I think the monograms, you know, and I think that's it's a great idea to, you know, maybe find a local embroidery shop Mm -hmm. to just put the little letters on the caps or the shirts or even, you know, maybe bibs. I know some of the kids, you know, especially when they're teething, there's like a lot of the slobbering going on. (laughs) So they, I mean, I know a lot of kids just, they have to wear a bib like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you just get the bibs embroidered and they wear the bibs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some strategies that you can use to help other teachers and caregivers um, identify your preschoolers and school-age kids. Welcome back, and today we're talking with our expert panelists about strategies for telling your identicals apart. And uh, we were just talking earlier about uh, babies, newborns. Uh, Now, how about for really more preschoolers and school age kids. I mean, it's now we know it's not just educating your family, but now we have to think about, you know, kids that are moving around. I know, Shelly, you brought up some maybe more safety concerns, um, but what are some ideas that you have for helping distinguish the, the bigger kids? I've talked about um, going back to color coding them when they're in school and just telling them like these are your school clothes and <laughs> you can wear what you want when you, you get have a home. uniform now yeah. you're okay. wearing green every day to school and you're wearing blue um, or like maybe embroidering getting letters you know because they do have different initials so that would work or um, also like uh, like those little string bracelets the ones that are kind of like woven so it's not like a girly bracelet for the boys but you know just different colors because then it would be pretty noticeable like oh that's his green bracelet that's his blue bracelet or whatever mm-hmm. it's harder to do the boy thing I, I, I yeah give you guys props that have boys because there's a lot more accessorizing you can do with the girls and the, the boys are a little tougher you Mandy know? what do you do do you just dress them differently um, or the girls pretty much take out their own clothes within reason for weather appropriateness we're gonna have to go with some sort of an accessorizing route because around here even um, a lot of the public schools are all uniformed so (laughs) that'll be we won't have much choice but to send two identical girls in identical clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I went to uh, a private school growing up, and and, and every school's different, right? But um, so we had like our basic like uniform we had to wear, but you could still like wear a different kind of color blouse underneath it, or exactly. you know, different colored socks or something. So you may have to do it that way. I think it is really just so much easier with girls. It is. It is. Uh, it is. A, fr- uh, a friend of mine, she teaches kindergarten. She had girls who one would always have like one ponytail and the other one had pigtails just always. Oh, really? And so if what, like one would have one braid and the other one would have two braids just so you knew like there's only one thing in her hair. It's this girl if there's two in her hair. And I don't, really don't have that option. I mean, I, I technically do. <laughs> but I think I think I'm you know we already have enough social concerns about them being identical. I don't want to force them to wear pigtails. To yeah. <laughs> well, now I have to say now speaking of hair, okay, I don't know. Do you guys recall this was this is a couple years ago. This was a, a story that made its way around the news. There was a mom in China who had identical quad boys. Oh my god. And and so she said she could not tell them apart. So um, what she did, and, and you may have seen the picture if you, if you Google it, 
So she ended up shaving numbers into their their head. So their hair, if you, I mean, there's a picture at the top of their hair. There's a one, there's a two, there's a three, and a four. I mean, oh my god! And they're all lined up. Oh. <laughs> well, then she'd have to like keep doing it, right? Because hair yeah. grows back. And... Yeah. So that is their haircut. I mean, oh going forward. <laughs> you know, especially when we go to amusement parks, anywhere where there's a lot of people, I purposely dress them the same. Um, because it, it draws more attention. And then if one of them goes missing, I can just say I'm missing one just like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what he was wearing one. today. Can you look for him? Um, you know, that was a tip. I mean, my mom did that with us and we weren't even twins. One thing I found was really helpful for me as a parent um, is if you sit down and write about one of your kids, like, I don't know if you want to like blog or just for yourself in a journal, but t- try to write like a whole paragraph without talking about the other one. So like treat them as though they were an individual and describe like what they like and what they do and how they act without saying more quiet, less quiet, more verbal, taller. Like <laughs> yes, if you just try to write, funny. like describe them and then do the same for the other one. It'll kind of give you a little more insight. Um, into preferences because I struggle like I said my boys are very similar and so a lot of times I feel like I'm just kind of treating them the same because there's not a noticeable difference and so I kind of try to challenge myself to notice like well which one does like those shoes better well which one is playing with this toy more because you don't you don't want to say here's my quiet one and here's my loud one but it's also kind of awkward to say well, actually, they're the same, so I can't tell so you. So good anything. luck. Yeah, good yeah. luck. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about photographs? Okay, when you look at photos from, you know, baby period to present day, how do you tell them apart in the photographs? And maybe, Mandy, this doesn't apply quite as much for you, but... Um, you know, it's you know. funny. When I look back at uh, the newborn photos of my girls, now I can tell who is who. Really? Yeah. I had no idea then, but now I can look back. And for the most part, and again, they were about the same weight and everything. But now I can kind of see, because they're still, I mean, they're only eight months now. So, I mean, obviously they look different than from when they were born, but it's still very similar, you know? And um, so now I can usually pick them pick them out of a a photo now Um, but I've had a lot of people ask me especially you know people who are helping me like put um, this you know put them in the stroller or put them in the car they'll say oh does one go in a certain area and I'm like no I'm like (laughs) just put them in the car does anybody do that that would drive me insane I don't put them in the same car seat or the same stroller seat well the one thing that I thought would be helpful is if car wise if you put one on the same spot in the car if one's crying then you kind of like no, okay, yeah, she didn't eat this morning or wh- whatever, you know. So it might be helpful for you as a parent mm-hmm. because if someone's just crying in the back, I usually have no idea who it is. Right. I'm just like, okay, there's a baby. It's one or the other. <laughs> I, I just don't figure know. if someone's crying in the back, we could figure it out when we get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no you, totally, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't do anything in particular. And they're like, oh, is someone's always on the right in photographs. I'm like, what? No. Do you but know how right. hard it is to photograph twins I to begin know. with? Like, we're not it's taking like, time. To oh, put I, one on the well, left. I think if like I think they were asking me like when they were in car seats, so you could pick one up yeah. and put it on yeah. the side. Or but whatever. no, you're right though with photographs. I have heard of a strategy of of some parents. They always when they ever they take a photograph, yeah. they always put let's just say twin A on the left and twin B on the right. Parents with more patience thing. than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. 
Well, um, thanks for joining us today. And for more information about strategies for telling your identicals apart or more information about any of our speakers or panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, our panelists will talk about what happens when you do mix up your twins. So for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. Here's a question from one of our listeners. This comes from Stephanie of Virginia. I recently downloaded the Twin Talks app. I travel a lot for my job and I don't always get a clear internet signal. Is there a way to download episodes and listen to them later? Hey, Stephanie, this is Sunny. I'm one of the producers on Twin Talks. And thank you so much for downloading our Twin Talks app. We are big fans of our apps because we all listen to apps and it's a great way to listen to the show on the go when you're out with your little ones. And um, yeah, so downloading the episodes, this is really easy to do because I know, at least personally with me, I don't always get great reception with my phone either. So when you log into the app, you're going to go to the episodes page, which is the main page on the app, and you'll notice next to each episode there's a little star. Well, when you do have good reception, if you click on that little star, you're going to see this little ring. It turns yellow and this little ring starts to form around the episode. When that ring is complete, so it forms a circle around a star, that means that the episode is downloaded to your app. So regardless of what kind of internet signal you're getting, that's actually on your app. You can listen to it whenever you want. So if you're going to be traveling or you know you're not going to get great reception, you may want to do this ahead of time to be able to listen to the episodes whenever you want. Thanks so much for your question. And that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, our show, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed Their Babies, and Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.